0: Welcome to Dice Therapy. The Light and Darkness campaign. It's been less than a week since this band has formed at the Tump and gone on a whirlwind of action and excitement. You all now leave the outpost and head back into the forest on your way towards the Blue Spire. The sun is shining through the tree branches, a gentle breeze causing them to rustle. Every once in a while, there's enough of a break where you can see in the distance the blue spire. And the storm clouds that used to stretch all the way to the outpost have pulled back, so they're only around the spire now. Lightning strikes occasionally hitting its surface, as a sense of a storm that you know that you're going towards. But you're all focused now. You have a task at hand, and you're all of one mind about stopping this incursion of war bands that's causing so much destruction to the cities and towns around. Knowing that there could be a scout, a war band, something right around the corner, what kind of formation are you in as a party, and who's taking point on this?
1: Not me. Not I. What do you say, Lorelai?
2: Got us lost in the forest last time.
1: So,
2: I think that goes to me.
3: Lyra will go ahead and be, like, second in line, keeping an eye out for any evil pigs. you will be in
4: the back with Yao.
1: Middle.
0: Lorelai, keeping your eye out and being the preliminary scout on your way towards what Falchion indicated to be a staging point. Go ahead and make me a roll. Let's go survival.
2: Nine. Oof, kick me to the back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The rains that have been perpetually here for the last few weeks have made everything muddy. And whereas you think that that would be easy to have some sort of track or trail in the mud because of this thick goop that is all over the ground through the forest, it's really hiding everything. And keeping your eye out, looking for broken branches, this and that, you're not seeing any. But in the distance, a howl.
2: Oh, man i'll slow down a little bit and look back at everybody else
0: and what's odd to you about this is as you're riding through the forest this is the first animal noises you've heard
1: you're like did you guys hear that
3: can yow tell if it was an animal howl or a person howl
0: <laughs> i i don't know if this is animal small humans tend to make high-pitched shrilling noises like this
1: well that's great <laughs>
0: Everybody stops and listens. Dad and Kezzi hear wolf-like howl yip, possibly mixed in with a fox. Lyra, you concur that yes, that was definitely a wolf, but you're not quite sure if the other part was a fox yip.
4: Oh, definitely animal. Can we tell if they're getting closer?
0: Right now they're staying off in the distance.
1: Okay, so telepathically, I'm going to tell Oliver, can you fly overhead and just kind of check and see what that is?
0: Oliver launches himself off, disappears through the canopy of the trees. You see all this in your mind's eye. Through a break in the trees, he sees a large wolf being ridden by a goblin. Across from it, there's another little goblin that seems to be picking up a sword and trying to swing it and dropping it and picking it up and trying to swing it and drop it. And across from all these, there is a small red fox biting and yipping and being all defensive. It appears to be backed up against a tree.
1: Okay, I'm going to pull Oliver back, and then I'm going to try and relay all of that information. So, looks like there's a goblin riding a large wolf and another goblin swinging a sword. It looks like they're attacking a fox.
4: Why would they attack a fox?
1: I have no idea. Maybe they're going to eat it.
2: Hmm.
0: As you're having this conversation, Lorelai, you're keeping an eye on the front of the path, And there's this little mote of light, glittery, sparkly, kind of changing colors, zagging and erratic patterns. How oh, pretty. And it appears to be getting closer
2: going to walk towards it.
0: As you start riding towards it, it's almost like a butterfly that's zooming around your head, leaving this small trail of colorful sparkles. And the rest of you see this. It's like a small little lizard with these butterfly wings. Its tiny little neck and mouth are snapping like it's trying to communicate in some way. It does another circle and then heads off towards where you heard the sound come from.
2: Oh my god,
1: it's so cute. We need to follow it.
0: It stops, comes back a little bit, does this little snapping motion, and then heads oh, off again.
1: It has my whole heart. I will die for this lizard. It's cute! <laughs> You'll
4: die for it, but are we going to follow it?
1: I'm following the lizard. Yes, it's a
3: shiny
4: thing, you know. The,
2: you just gotta kind of follow it.
4: I'm glad it's not going to eat our faces off, but yeah, what are we going to do?
2: I'm okay with that. It can have my face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Following the wizard.
4: You are such a barbarian. This is so bizarre.
0: So all of you ride following this little guide through the woods. The faster you move, the faster it moves. Frantic, almost encouraging you to hurry, hurry. Through a group of trees. You can see what Scarlet described. This warg nipping at a fox. A goblin rider on its back, and this other goblin that seems to be trying to attack but just can't hang on to its weapon. And this little glittery butterfly goes over, circles around the fox, and then disappears up into the tree branches.
4: Cautiously, Kezi will draw her crossbow. (laughs) Okay.
0: The fox leaps towards the warg and tries to do a nip at it fails miserably as the warg's mighty jaws just kind of snap back at it causing the fox to do a quick little spin and go back to its defensive position by the tree lyra
3: i'm gonna move up a little bit and i should be close enough now to cast my jolt spell at goblin guy closest so i take my sword out and flick it and the spark flies off the end of the blade and zaps him
0: Three it is.
4: I like that. Zaps him.
0: So the goblin rider jerked as his muscles spasm from the jolt. Next up to dad.
1: Okay, so I'm going to move a little closer. And I want to shoot at the one on the wolf.
0: Describe that arrow shot that did five points of damage.
1: I want it to go through part of his neck.
4: (laughs) That's a little extreme, isn't it? We don't even know what's going on here.
1: (laughs) I don't think it's too extreme. I didn't use a poison arrow.
4: (laughs) I don't think that matters, but okay.
0: And you see the goblin body just slump and fall off of the warg to the ground below it. With the arrow that pierces its neck. He's fine. (laughs) The warg, thinking its rider is just inept and bouncing around on its back, doesn't notice this as it tries to snap towards the fox again. And it comes up with nothing but air. Kezi.
4: Cautiously drawing my crossbow. Level it at the other goblin guy, but I'm not going to shoot him yet because I want to holler at him and get his attention. Hey, you! Mar- that was the goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> okay.
0: <laughs> Obviously, you surprised him as he turns to look at the group of all of you riding on horses coming out of the woods. And this is the same goblin that's been picking up his sword, trying to swing it at this fox, and it keeps falling out of his hands. So in the process of you shouting at him, he's picking up his sword and dropping it again.
4: What's, what are you doing? What's going
0: on? Okay, that's your turn. Scarlet? I
1: think I'm going to move a little bit closer, draw my bow, hold it at the ready, and wait to see what happens.
0: Lorelai and Yao.
1: Alright,
2: I'm going to leap off my horse, sprint forward as far as I can, and I'm going to throw my hammer.
0: And that big ol' hammer really wasn't designed for throwing, so I'm going to have you make this attack at disadvantage.
2: It's alright, we can do that. I'm mad.
0: So that was a plus five, right? Yeah. So you chunk your hammer at this goblin. His sword falls out of his hands just as you're throwing your hammer and as he bends over to pick up his sword, the hammer sails over him and lands behind him.
4: Oh my gosh! Who knew being a klutz would come in handy? Right?
2: Right.
0: The fox tries to grab the hilt of the weapon from the goblin, just misses it, darts between his legs, runs back over by the tree where he was at,
3: Oh Lyra, I think I'd like to try casting my sleep spell on the warg.
0: If you roll high enough, you might get the warg and the goblin. Ooh!
3: 26.
0: You cast your sleep spell.
3: Lullaby, shut your eyes. And it just kind of whooshes over them.
0: As this melody washes over the warg, its eyes blink a few times, its body relaxes and just falls limp onto the ground. Yay! The goblin struggling with its weapon on the other side of the warg, looks up, eyes wide. Dad? Nothing
1: left to shoot at much, really. What is the fox doing now? Just standing there still?
0: Yeah, it almost looks like the fox is trying to guard something. Do you want to just make a perception check and try to get out some details, maybe, of what's going on? Yeah. So with that 19... You look past the chaos now that several threats have been eliminated. Down by the base of the tree, slightly obscured, there is a breadbox-sized wagon that's overturned. It almost looks like a child's toy, but the detail on it is intricate. There appears to be a pair of feet, and they're kicking, trying to free itself. I
1: don't like any of the small things. I guess I'm going to move closer and then wait.
0: The other goblin, frustrated now, gives up on the weapon, turns, and starts to run.
4: Kezzy will... Get him. Did Dad just say shoot him? Yes. I will do that. However, I'm not going to aim to kill. No.
0: Like shoot for his legs or something. and So go ahead and make your attack roll and roll damage. And we'll see if you subdue him or just stick a crossbow bolt in him and he keeps running.
4: That's a 19 with two piercing
0: damage. And you hit him in one of the legs. It tricks him, trips him up a little bit, but he keeps moving.
1: Well, I tried. You follow the blood trail. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to ride forward. Can I try to subdue him with frostbite or would that kill him? Freeze his toes off.
0: So oh, that would
4: keep him from running.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll go for his legs. It, it, it would work, right?
0: You can elect to do subdual damage with a spell. Okay. What is that DC? 14. He fails.
1: Okay, so three points of damage.
0: So with your three and the two from Kezi, you want to describe how your frostbite stops him in his tracks?
1: So as I ride forward... I wink with my right eye and a flash of frost comes off my face.
0: His legs frost over with a slight coating. He falls face first into the mud, butt in the air, rolls over, shaking. And the fox is doing quick little circles around that wagon.
1: Is it being aggressive towards us?
0: It looks like it's just being protective of the little wagon.
1: Can I have Oliver just kind of fly over and just walk up to him and try and be friendly? An owl and
4: a fox being friendly?
1: It could happen. It probably (laughs) hasn't happened in a Disney movie, to be fair.
0: The fox's hackles raised, little growly. Oliver comes over, lands on the ground, does a couple of steps forward, cocks its head to one side, steps a few more steps forward, cocks its head to the other side. (laughs) The fox isn't making any overtures towards it. The little lizard with the butterfly wings lands. On the fox's nose. The fox just kind of sits. Butterfly lizard. I'll just call it what it is. The little pseudo-dragon does a couple of circles and then flies back and lands on the wagon.
1: I hope it doesn't weigh very
0: much. You hear this muffled little,
3: Get it off of me!
1: Can I try to approach and lift the wagon up? Yeah. I'm going to get off my horse to be less intimidating.
0: You move over. And you lift this wagon up off these tiny little legs. And what appears to be almost an elderly grandma type figure with two pearlescent dragonfly wings. The little pseudo-dragon flutters around, makes some makes some little tiny, almost inaudible squeaks, and you hear this figure.
5: That lot of help you were.
0: I kind of
1: want to put the wagon
0: back on it. <laughs>
4: That's such a dad move.
1: <laughs> I want them. This is a pixie. Yeah, but I don't like the small things. They freak me out.
4: I'll walk over there, too. Are we done with initiative?
0: Yeah, we're done with initiative.
4: Okay, Kezi's going to go chat with the Goblin. I'll
2: accompany Kezi.
4: Worried I'm going to get lost?
2: Just curious.
3: Lyra's <laughs> going to go over to the warg and make sure it stays asleep.
4: Permanently?
1: <laughs> um, slit its throat. But we could keep it as a pet. Could keep it as a pet.
3: I don't know. It's been goblin
1: trained.
4: So like, is it just going to freak out?
1: Offer it some food. Maybe it'll be a friend.
4: You know, Kizzy isn't really caring for the fact that we're picking up yet another dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's just
3: stab it and be done with it.
0: As you're doing that, you notice uh, thick scars all along this creature's hide. It's lived a hard life, been beaten and tortured into submission by the goblins just to be able to ride right it. So sad.
1: It's sad.
3: Rest in peace, Worg. Stab.
1: <laughs>
4: Lyra, I want you to give me the eulogy if I die in this game. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so over at the goblin, Kezzy and Lorelei, it's wide-eyed, frostbitten legs, bleeding, shaking in terror.
4: What are you doing? What what was this all about? Don't kill me. Don't kill me. <laughs> give Give us a good reason not to. What were you doing? Touching the pixies. Why? Magic. Kezie thinks about that for a moment. Pixie has sweet,
2: sweet magics. I want to kill him. Tasty, tasty magics. Oh my God, I want to kill him.
4: Do it. Kezzy just kind of stares at him. So, you were going to eat the pixie? No, what the pixie makes. So, what does the pixie make? Sweet, sweet Spell magics. It Spell it out for Kezzy.
2: S W E T Magics? I keep it. Love him. I, I never learned how to spell.
1: <laughs> you do have rope. You could tie him up if you want to keep him.
2: Oh, I could carry him around like a backpack. <laughs> no, you're no, carry me like backpack. backpack.
4: What does friend Laurel? I want to do other than backpack the Goblin.
2: Backpack. Kind of hate him, but I love him so much. I go now. I go now. I free. Are there others of you? Where are you going? Back to the warband? Warband. We've been pillaging the area.
4: Pillage! Where is this warband? Is it in front of us or behind us?
2: In front? Which way you go? Could be behind. Oh, Kesey, face palms at that. One warband that way. One warband that way. One warband over there. Friend
4: Lorelai, this does not sound
2: good. Not at all.
1: You know, we could skin it and you could still have a backpack.
2: True. Oh, but I love his voice so much.
1: Take him along and then we could use him as a hostage. Just cut off
2: his head. (laughs) Does everybody in your warband like you or they'll hate you? Because we've had this problem before. Um, what's like? (laughs) Oh, no. This isn't good. He's sounding like... Inexpendable. Sound like an expendable. I'm I'm pendable. I'm not expendable. I pendable. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fighting for? What's it, the point? We make this our home. Pillage. He's so cute. Uh, we come through portal and tower and we make this new home. A portal. Tower. Except my cousin. My cousin came through portal with friend. And he now look right on the other end. He have four arms.
4: That is fantastic.
2: That is terrifying. Poor cousin. Won't talk anymore. Just growl. I go now? Oh.
1: Oh.
2: He could tell the others yeah, we were she here.
1: She... Yeah. Yeah, we can't really let him go.
2: I know, Tal. I go now. Bye. No. No, I think it's backpack time. No backpack. Yeah, backpack time! I make bad backpack. Don't put things in me. Right right, who's got rope? I think I got rope. That, yeah, let's 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 tie let's, in Let's backpack time. A little. I not hold much. I'm dying Oh my god! I'm take bad out the rope. No! 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 Backpack! Please. Backpack time! I start to form the backpack. <laughs>
0: You're replacing your backpack with a gabo tied up.
2: Yes, gabo.
0: His hands and feet yeah. are all bound now. You rig up a couple of straps so that you can wear them like a backpack. Yes. Go ahead and make me. I need a backpack. Uh, I don't know what kind of crafting role this would be. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not tying. Let, let's go animal handling or survival for not tying.
2: I can do survival. I got plus two on that.
0: see how well you tie him up on your back. Fourteen. You feel that you have him tied up securely.
2: Good.
4: Note the subtle nuances in what the GM just said.
2: I know, does anybody want to, like, check my nodding? <laughs> yeah, let's just see what happens. I'm just going to wear him as a backpack. Um, what does backpack do, if not hold stuff? Just hang out. Look nice. Backpack
4: rides on back and is quiet.
2: Backpack sings traveling songs. No. Yay! <laughs> the legs on the ward go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The legs on the ward go back and forth all the live long I love it! <laughs> I'm
3: so happy! We're going to be best friends. <laughs> so excited.
0: Best friends that pillage? Oh Oh. Okay. Over by the little wagon and the fox.
1: I'm going to turn to the pixie and just ask her, are you all right?
0: so hard to switch gears. I love, love the GM's <laughs> trying voices. I do have a picture.
4: What a lovely caravan. So that's how the fox fits in.
1: I like his little bell so collar. Cute. So sweet.
2: The
5: little
0: pixie dusts herself off.
5: Stupid wagon. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I hit, a, I hit a bump, turned over, broke a wheel, tried to fix it. And goblins came up on us. whole thing got knocked over on top of me. Not as strong as I used to be.
1: That's terrible. What were you doing out here?
0: I was out on deliveries, and I think I probably ruined the cargo. The pixie starts opening up the half-round door on the back of the wagon, looks inside, and you start hearing this string of profanity in this high-pitched voice. (laughs) Pardon my French. Pulls out this box that's nearly as big as the wagon and everything inside is smashed, and this chocolatey, caramely, gooey stuff is running out. Just shakes her head, goes back into the wagon, comes back out, pulling a bag that's about the size of a human fist. She opens that up and looks inside. Well, looks like the accidents are still fine. Pushes that to the side, and slowly over the course, she's pulling the contents out of this wagon. Some small pieces of rainbow-colored taffy. Another small box. And not all of the candies in that are ruined. A couple of chocolate-covered frogs. A couple of chocolate-covered mice.
1: What are all those things?
5: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. I am a sweets maker. You make sweets? Potable sweets. Some artificers make magic items with gears and cogs. I tend to make sweets and enchant them. I was heading for delivery on Shadybrook, but that town's been destroyed, so I was heading back. And of course, trouble. Are you interested in sweets? I could sell you part of my cargo.
1: Are they just tasty, or they do stuff?
5: Oh, they do stuff.
1: What kinds of stuff?
0: She picks up one of the
5: paper-wrapped squares. Take this for instance. Gum of sealing. Chew this up, you stick it on a container... And it's sealed shut.
1: That sounds fancy.
5: Or these chocolate little mice. Well, if you're trying to be sneaky, eat one of those. We need about 12 of those. (laughs) These chocolate covered frogs. Well, the kids like to call them chocolate covered barking frogs.
1: Why do they call them chocolate covered barking frogs?
5: Let's just say after eating one, a small little toxic cloud of poison comes out. These little hard round ones. They're called fizzy tarts. Drop them into liquid, and it becomes all bubbly and fruity tasting. No matter how vile the liquid is you drop it into it, it'll be drinkable.
0: Ooh. Picks up a piece of the rainbow-colored taffy.
5: If you eat this, you can change the color of your skin or eyes or hair for like an hour.
1: That sounds useful.
5: This is a heroic jawbreaker. While you're sucking on this, you're a little tougher in battle. Looks like some of the
0: dust... Ah, these little round sticks that appear to be hollow. Several of them are busted open and she's inspecting them. This was Butterfinger dust.
1: What does that do?
0: Well, it's for the
5: kids. They like to pull pranks. You get real clumsy. This bag is just accidents now. No telling what's in this. Jelly beans and hard candies and just gummy shapes. These got all mixed up. The magics are all twisted. I'll let the whole bag go cheap.
4: Hmm. Kezi walks up in the middle of all this and is trying to put together what Goblin... Did Goblin have a name? Gabbo. Gabbo. <laughs> tried to piece together what Gabbo said to what the
5: pixie is saying.
4: Kind of sees the mice. What do those do? As as cat, I'm interested in mice.
5: Those quiet your footsteps so you get sneaky. How much? Uh, the chocolate cupboards, they're going to be 50 gold each. I'll, I'll let the bag of accidents go for ah, 20 gold.
4: How many mice do you have?
5: Looks like only two survived. I'll, I'll take both mice.
0: Mechanically speaking, give you advantage on your stealth checks, and the effect lasts for a full minute. While you're digging through your gold, ah. she continues to dig through the back of this little wagon, pulls out another small container, and inside it, there's a gummy heart coated in sugar, a hard candy heart, and chocolate-covered heart. Those are health potions.
1: How much for those?
0: These are 50 gold each, too.
1: I'll take them.
3: How much were the pretty rainbow taffies?
5: Could let those go for one for 20.
3: I'll do one of your taffies. They sound cool.
0: So mechanically speaking, for one hour, you have the ability to change the color of your skin, hair, eyes, or any other physical feature as a bonus action
1: okay how does that dust work
0: butterfinger dust yeah if you sprinkle
5: it on someone or put it on their food it will affect them
0: so mechanically uh they have to make a dc 15 dex check in order to maintain holding on to something that's in their hands once they're affected by the dust
3: poor Yao, missing out on all the candy
1: i don't know that he has any gold If he wants candy, Lorelai would have to buy it for him. I don't know if he'd eat it or if he'd like it. I don't know if he can be trusted to brush his teeth. That's true.
0: Can dogs have chocolate?
1: No, they're not allowed. But he's not a dog right now.
3: I wonder if his taste buds would be different as a human versus a dog, too. Probably.
0: Get him addicted to chocolate. Switch him back to a knoll.
3: (laughs) Poor Yao. I want to steal the
1: dragon thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. It is cute. Have you seen pictures of pseudo dragons? Yes, they're adorable.
4: Uh, Addressing the pixie. We Gabo
5: here. It kind of points to the goblin.
4: Says there are war parties around. Have you seen them?
5: That would explain Shadybrook. I normally don't go out and do deliveries like this except once a month. I have a deal with some of the local bakeries in some of the other towns that I deliver to. Shadybrook looks to be destroyed. Buildings burned. Nobody around. And
0: you are some good customers. Reaches in the back of the wagon, pulls out yet another thing. It looks like a small window to a dollhouse and its shutters are currently closed. And the pixie explains, the shop's closed since I'm out on deliveries. However, if I'm in the shop and you need something, feel free to knock on the shutters three times, say sweeties, and I will come to the window so you can do some window shopping. (laughs) Yeah, it was a long way for that pun. Sorry.
4: Ooh, you should make Gabo carry it, Lorelai. I don't think that's
1: a good idea. I
2: think it's a great idea.
0: So you you give it to Gabo to carry? Yeah.
1: No. Nope.
0: He immediately drops.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say sweeties?
0: Yes. Sweeties Pixie Potables. That's my business.
1: Well, thank you for that.
0: So, the pixie proceeds to cast mage hand, get the fox relinked back up, climbs back up the little seat, takes a hold of the reins be safe you you as well she looks up at the pseudo dragon that's all playing around in the branches of the trees and landing on dad's shoulder and lead the way flitter snaps the reins and the fox takes off at full run the little wagon just bouncing behind it
3: no wonder all her cargo was smashed she was nice
4: she was so continue on to the tower
0: directing yourself towards the uh, X indicated by Falchion as a staging area for some of the war bands that's on the way to the Blue Spire. The heat of the sun coming through the trees is warming up the moisture in the ground from the rain that's been going so long. And there is this rolling fog that kind of clings to some of the roots here and there in the, the shadows. And you get to the edge of the trees that opens up into a clearing. You see a crumbling two-story mansion that's all but hidden beneath thorny ivy vines. This large house is set atop a stone foundation. The main entrance has a balcony positioned over it, and wild pumpkin patches seem to grow all around the mansion with vines stretching out through this clearing. Several wild boars are rooting and snorting around through the pumpkins, eating on them.
3: More of those darn pigs again.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. Leave us a tip or give us a comment. We would love to hear from you. Dicetherapyap.pinecast.co